I just made a huge haul on TikTok. How much? I'm saving it for Oh, Ronnie, to hear this. The Caliendo Cast with Frank Caliendo, John Holmes. You know what? That's good enough. Ronnie, uh, I don't want to make you feel jealous. Ronnie Chang, our, uh, our distinguished guest. Are you sure you want to do this? I mean, it's the humble brag right off the bat or just straight? Oh, no, not humble. big time. Okay. I just went live on TikTok because I'm whoring it out completely lately, Ronnie. This is... I'm, Understandably. I'm, I'm trying to find my way back into uh, entertainment. <laughs> and um, I just found out that you can you get coins while you're doing the live. Like Mario Brothers. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to start out by saying... I was notified that I get 95% more activity than anybody who does TikTok lives. Amazing. Most of them able to put a sentence together. Sure, than that. but that's why you get it, because they think you need help. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun, it's GoFundMe yeah. for Go Frank yeah. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 95, incredible, amazing, because I didn't even know you could get these coins. Right. And yet you, you achieved 95% better than everyone else. Everyone else. Wow. And you didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know. It's like learning to double dutch <laughs> your first try. Because next time, next time, yeah. I'm going in with the idea yeah. I want to beg for money. Right. But now you're going to be disappointed. No. you set such a... No, no, no. Because you want to know... How much? How much came in? You guys want to play a guessing game or you just want me to tell you and blow you away? I'll let Ronnie guess first. Wait, are we talking real money or like I, I, monopoly TikTok money? I don't know. Is TikTok I, money not real? I don't know. I guess you can withdraw the money, so it's real oh, money. You, it's real money? I well, guess, I'm yeah. not on TikTok, so I don't know. But um, you. if you want me to guess how much money you made by going live, yeah. how long did you go live for? Uh, 0.4 hours. <laughs> no, it was like 14 minutes. Right? <laughs> I say you made about half a, a point. 0.43% of a cent of one penny. <laughs> I don't know how much you made. Well, you know what's awesome? Half is I cent. did better than that. Seven, the low seven dollars. You mean seven? Seven bucks! Wow. <laughs> you know what that's going to pay for? So my pool. Worth it. My yeah. pool is paid for. You're done. It's, uh, well, I'm surprised that we even doing this. You should be on some beach somewhere. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that drives me the most crazy, and maybe we've talked about this before, John, was that LeBron James' son... Bronny does yeah. live streaming on Twitch, I believe, or one of the yeah. whatever, and he plays you know video games, and people give money to Bronny James, yeah, which I find to be the stupidest thing, yeah. in the world, I, unless it's only people richer than the James family, like just yacht clubs and like you know, you, I don't sultans. think the yacht clubs are Sult- richer no, than probably not. LeBron James. So only sultans from the, the Middle East can hand over money to Bronny. That seems on, like that might be <laughs> on the Twitcher. Ronnie, have you ever done a gig like for some type of somebody in the um, Dubai or something like that? <laughs> um, I've come, you mean like a corporate, like private gig, right? Well, there's like, like princes and stuff that bring people over. I know you do a lot of international stuff because you're actually, we'll get into this in a second because you're the guest and that's what it's supposed to be right. about. Not about your it's an $7. Interesting, it's, it's, yeah, it's not as interesting as my seven no. bucks. Dude. No. It has interest. Um, At the... At the risk of um, at the risk of actually ending this potential gig, <laughs> uh, I did get offered someone's wedding in Indonesia. Really? Oh, wow. And yeah, and that was one of those. Uh, it, I mean, nothing to com- compare to what you're making, but like, <laughs> you know, it was it was substantial. For someone flying you around the world. Wait a second, my my co- my, my corporate money or my seven dollars? Yeah, that. are you mocking me <laughs> yeah. or or giving it's, me a little tribute? No, it's not. You know, it's not five mansions joined together in Arizona money, but it was like it, it was like. Um, uh, it was pretty. It was pretty substantial for flying you around the world. So that's my closest brush to like someone with a lot of cash asking you to do a gig. You know, I've never but done it. Was, I've yeah. never done anything like that. But I've heard stories of people. Maybe it was like I, I shouldn't say anybody. Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. Oh my God, I've heard. No, but some hey. some people that go and they're just loved. Yeah. And some of these people across the world, like the the people with the most money in the entire world, and I don't know if Gabe's really one of them, but yeah. it's but people. Will just pay these crazy hundreds of thousands of dollars to bring them yeah. there, yeah, and and have them just yeah, yeah, perform. Yeah. I mean, Frank, I I I'm, I'm only half joking with this, but if you wanted to expand your international repertoire, if you start impersonating some like 
you know, soccer players or soccer coaches. Because I'm so fit. And that's the one thing. They'd be like, hey, here's Moon Pie Messi. (laughs) Here's what happened to David Beckham after (laughs) David Broken. David Broken Beckham. (laughs) Beckham bad. I actually love his, because he's he's probably the most dashing man in the world. You see him in a media, and he's in the underwear on the Times Square thing. He's ripped. And the first time I heard him talk, it was like Tom Mix from Silent Movies. He's like, well, I just want everyone to realize. And I'm like, oh, my God, that shouldn't be coming out of you. You weren't blessed. No, you don't have the voice. You look perfect, quiet, down. Yeah. Yeah. I just want everyone to know that we're about to go out together and have a nice day. I'm like, no. It's it's, it's, just should never talk. No, just be quiet. Just look at me. Go, "Mm, mm." Mm. With a deep mm. Or have some type of bass modulator Just play a tape Mm. of things he should be saying Yeah so R- just, Ron- just right there, you could make like tons of money in Dubai just by doing that David Beckham. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Just tell people. Yeah, wait right. a second. I'm, what if I'm I, in. Wait a second. I get the Dubai money. No, 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 no. You've got You're your gonna do bucks. it. I'm going to lip sync it. <laughs> I'm going to lip sync it. <laughs> okay. That's, Perfect. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> so Ronnie had texted me out of the blue. Were you just? Do you miss me sometimes? What happened exactly? I, I, it's weird. I, I got a text. Um, Last night from somebody else too. Then I just I, you got two texts. In the I last get, no, I, I think it's because I just care so little about other people. Ronnie, did you see Eric Griffin texted me? Oh no, kidding. and he's such a nice guy. Every once in a while, the last time Eric Griffin texted me, I had texted him about something, but he didn't return my text because he thought I was a different Frank C. <laughs> and then he realized he realized it was me. He's like, sorry, I didn't get back to you, but there's this guy who's always yeah. asking me for money. Did you uh, go by? <laughs> did you go by like a JC Penny and they were having like a two for one on adult sweatpants? And you thought Frank would like that. <laughs> <laughs> Close. I saw the news coming out of Arizona, and uh, oh. I was like, "Is this guy still alive?" And <laughs> you know, I it's it's uh, it, I like checking in on friends. I like checking in on the elderly, and um, I just thought. <laughs> I just thought I might as well. I did um, save his wife. Man. For people who don't remember, I saved his wife's life. I don't remember. Frank Cariando saved my slightly. wife's life. Here? <laughs> yeah, Ronnie was it, doing. Go ahead. You tell the story because you remember it better. Than I me. was booked to do the improv in Phoenix, and um, uh, I got put in touch with Frank through Roy Wood Jr., one of the all time great comics. And uh, anyone who Roy vouches for is a good guy. And um, so I was going to do Frank's podcast. And then I tell Frank to come meet me uh, at, at my hotel at this time. And just before I was going to do Frank's podcast, my wife is like, hey, let's go for a walk. And this is like August in, <laughs> in Phoenix. Yeah. So we go for a walk. to I can't remember the name of the lake. Frank Tempe Lake. Tempe Town Lake. Tempe Town Lake. Yeah. And then she sees these swan boats. And she's like, hey, let's, we, let's go on a swan boat. So we go on a swan boat. <laughs> And I don't want to put it all on her because I also thought it was a good idea. Um, and um, we go into Swambo at like 1, 2 p.m. What was it? Something like noontime. The- and we, we paddle around for like an hour. And we go back. And I'm fine. And then suddenly my wife goes, just goes like, I can't, I can't walk straight right now. Like, I'm just dizzy. And I'm like, oh. I think we got heat stroke. And so I tell, I call Frank to come and pick us up from the lakeside as close at, to the water as he could drive his, you know, his five Escalades entourage. And uh, he, dri- he, he drives it's up and he comes out of the This is my first time meeting Frank. And he is so worried. He's like, are you guys okay? Like, well, because I needed you as a guest. Yeah. I needed an episode. Yeah, he didn't care about the health. Trust no, me. nothing. <laughs> Wasn't worried about your wife at all. No. I, but I had to get the episode out. And and Ronnie, my concern is that when your wife is wobbling around with heat stroke, your first call was to Frank Caliendo. <laughs> no, because we needed a lift. It, Frank was going to meet me anyway, so I was telling him like, "Hey, I might not make it to a podcast because I'm dying." And, <laughs> and, good, um, and I'm like, "No, no, no, you're fine. You're good. You, your wife's <laughs> we'll, we'll fine. Put you in a bathtub of ice." And I was, a, and so, I was actually breaking stuff down. I was like, "No, your wife doesn't have heat stroke. That could be death. Heat exhaustion. It's uh, a huge oh, right. difference, Ronnie. <laughs> like you don't understand. The, the, a lot of people, a lot of people get heat exhaustion. Heat yeah. stroke is something that you don't have anything to worry yeah. about. Just put some ice on the back yeah. of her legs. She's good yeah she's fine okay i'm sorry dr caliendo i yeah. got the diagnosis wrong but she was affected by <laughs> by heat and then frank came out of the car and he was so worried he was like are you okay he wanted to drive us to hospital and you know my wife was like no no i'm, I'm okay i just need to lie down and and so frank picked like he changed basically instead of picking us out of the hotel he picked us up at the lake and then drove us back to the hotel i actually have one wife. of those amphibious vehicles yeah. oh good I, I went into the lake 
Stay, all that just money. Just stay right there on the swan boat from the seven bucks. The worst yeah. thing you can do with heat exhaustion or heat stroke as a native of this area is lay down afterwards. Really? Oh, yeah, we, yeah, did yeah, 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 yeah. we did everything wrong. We did everything wrong. You called me and Frank nearly down. killed your wife is what I'm saying. I didn't tell him to lay down. I said, stand up. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the heat. Just get used to hey, it. This is, baby. You wimp. Yeah, yeah what? She drank, she drank a hot coffee and then ate a hot dog. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, right yeah. thing to do either. Are you just looking um, for words with hot in them? Give me a soup and a yeah. hot coffee. I'm feeling exhausted. <laughs> and, anyway, so Frank drove us back. Then I drove to, uh, Frank drove me to his house and we did a podcast, I think. Yeah. yeah we was that podcast. this podcast, Lindo, yeah. or was that. I listened to you two do the podcast in the other room, and then I came in for some reason to do a sports one afterwards. Yeah, Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yeah. And I hung around for that. But yeah, I did not know that your wife was struggling to survive. Uh, it's back a long in a hotel story. It's very hard to explain. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was just. I didn't want the first thing I meet you is I like, hey hi nice to meet you I'm Ronnie my wife is dying. <laughs> yeah, but you know what what a, yeah, what a professional to put yeah. it all you know what to, you know I, I agreed to do this podcast and. You'll be all right. I think I actually told him at some point, like, you don't have to do it. I didn't mean it. Yeah. But I was like, disappointed. I don't, I don't, you shouldn't do this. He's like, no, I'm going to do this. And I immediately was like, okay, yes, that's the right answer, pro. (laughs) Yeah. You felt good Uh, about him saying yes to the podcast. No, I, I, listen, (laughs) all the pressure off. I felt bad about him doing it, but I wasn't going to let him not do it. Yeah. No, he had to do it. He agreed. um, yeah, yeah, he saved my wife, and quite frankly, that's the only reason I'm on this one right now. <laughs> so he's he's holding it over me forever now. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Well, your texts to me are always you saved my wife's life, and I'm like, I always play the game like because I know I did, but I always play that game of no, not really. Somebody else would have helped you, knowing that I was only the only one. It was destiny and fate that I was going. Little to did do. you know, Ronnie was trying to get out of the marriage. Uh, I've had a, and a you few tried, of those, yeah. people, um, <laughs> and you tried to save it, uh, but you didn't realize this no. was all part of Ronnie's plan. No, is that a Jeff? Ah, ah, I didn't, didn't realize that Ronnie tried to kill his wife that day, and you intervened. It happened. It's uh, <laughs> uh, majestic. <laughs> so this is uh, Ronnie texted me a couple of weeks ago um, just to remind me that I saved his wife's life, and uh, I, it turns out he's in Australia. Oh, fantastic! So this is a crazy, crazy story. Um, fill us in on how this all came about because you are. In Australia right now, you went there pre-COVID, but how yeah. long before? In March? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, oh, oh, that's the crazy story. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I thought you were going to tell me some crazy Australian <laughs> story. Uh, my story isn't, uh, so I, I was booked to do a small small part in a film uh, that was shooting in Australia. So I flew here to film it, like maybe a week before I'm supposed to film it. And that was the week the world ended. <laughs> so I ended up... I end up being in Australia and the production studio was, you know what? I'm, uh, I mean, I can't, I can't talk about the film, but when I can talk about it, the production studio did right by me, by everyone, because at the peak of uncertainty, when no one knew what was going on, they just said, Hey, just stay, stay indefinitely. Don't even worry about it. And I'm like, what do you mean indefinitely? Like what's, what date are we talking? They're like indefinitely. Wait a second. They're taking care of you being there right now. Oh, oh, so I rapped, but yeah, they oh, took okay. care of me. So I, I ended up, so it, it was supposed to be a two week shoot. I ended up being here for literally four months. Wow. For almost five months, actually. And I mean, it's a coincidence that my wife is Australian and I used to live there as well. So I would, I would have been fine, you know, with even if they hadn't done that. But the fact that they were willing to put me up, uh, in a nice accommodation was, was really cool. So wow. I just, I stayed here for five months and, and then we ended up, uh, starting production again about a month ago and so we just i filmed out my scenes and then they're still going filming so are you there it was now? a miracle that yeah yeah it is oh, a wow. miracle they started filming at all because if you can imagine the thought of filming in, in america right now I, I i'm sure it's like well they just um, started blockbusters so they're testing like the blockbusters because oh, in the end yeah. money 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 speaks. wins yeah um, Much like this podcast, when people are dying, <laughs> the show must go on. Hey, they, they, yeah. seven seven dollars. <laughs> yes, I you. understand that mentality, so yeah. I'm, I'm but, he, he exhaustion. Let's keep. Yeah, podcasting. that's that's not yeah. a. Thing. Well, I've saved one life. I can end others. That's, <laughs> that's, there's a trade off. I, I remember Dungeon Master saying this in a Saturday morning cartoon that if you take water from, uh, if you need water and you conjure up water, it's taken from someone's fields. Oh, so it was that you much more mystical way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so you finished filming, but you are in Australia now with no plans to leave, no no time frame of when you're going to leave. You're just 
going to become an Australian star. Uh, maybe genius. Maybe like no, uh, Thunder from no, Down no. Under, Ronnie <laughs> oh, <Holly> Chang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, like I said, I used to. I lived in Australia for ten years. I went to college here. I went. I went to law school here, so I'm. I'm very familiar with it. But uh, I am. I'm. I am going back to New York uh, next week. Are so, you scared yeah. about that travel at all? How does that make you feel? I was, but then I flew from Melbourne to Sydney, which is about uh sorry, I flew from Sydney to Melbourne, which is about a one hour flight, and it was fine. Uh, I mean, uh, this. I mean, if you want some uneducated science about it, like the air filters on planes were already super powerful, um, like hospital grade, you know. Right. Um, so it's eighty percent cleaner than normal air. Apparently, look, I who knows what's real anymore, right? But right. Um, nineteen hours but, of um, filtered air. Uh, something uh, might but, slip through, <laughs> <laughs> but also uh, there's less people on flights. Oh, no one's flying for no reason. Everyone who's right. flying seems to be. It seems to be like a life or death situation, <laughs> or trying to go home. So you know, it's it's not a lot of people flying. No one's like flying for fun. Uh, so th- it's also less people in the airport. It's like empty. So you know, it's like being in an empty building. So um, it, to answer your question, I was a little bit nervous, but then. I don't know. I just uh, there was it wasn't like I was in a crowd of people, and um, also um, I don't know. I I moved to America five years ago, already prepared to die. So um, <laughs> as as far as I'm concerned, I'm I'm just I'm on borrowed time already. Do this you fly? Bonus. Where do you fly through? Going from you're coming from Melbourne. Oh, okay. So you'll love this. Uh, the only flight we could find that was flying from Melbourne to New York was through Doha. So I don't even know where that is. Stop by and oh, that's the Middle East. That's oh, like oh, really? oh, yeah. I should you stop, stop by and do a, a corporate basically. Yeah, tell him about my David party? Beckham. Tell him my Beckham thing. Maybe uh, I get that. And hold on, watch me, watch me, yeah. watch me do my lip syncing. We could all do it. Wouldn't be so bad after all. <laughs> I got to turn into a little Tyson Fury, isn't it? <laughs> There's yeah. only one so, Tyson Fury. One Tyson Fury. Yeah, when you've got the head, you got to do the impression. So I've got the face. <laughs> I look like Tyson Fury if he was uh, stricken with COVID for months at a time and destroyed his entire physique. So when are you coming back? When are you coming back to the states? You coming back to New York? Uh, next week, roughly next week. Um, yeah, I'm flying flying from Australia back to New York City. Is there a and, quarantine um, issue there too? Once you get in to New York, oh, you have to stay somewhere. As far as, as as far as I know, no. I think America is the Wild West right now. You'll find out. Uh, I, I mean, I think there is. Uh, your I again. This shouldn't be anyone's source for news right now, but <laughs> no, we, I, I, I remember that there is some kind of like domestic quarantine, right? So if you come from certain states and you go to New York, you have to sell Arizona is one of them. Yeah. Are we yeah, still? I, uh, I'm sure. I think they might have That's why I called you. Us. That's yeah. why I messaged you a few weeks ago. <laughs> Can I come there in 14 days? Like, oh, we're damn. down a little bit. It's uh, a little bit better, but. I don't know if we're still quarantined, but it was like I have a family month. in Ohio, though, and they're talking about the reason their numbers are going down is because they can't test as much. They don't have as many tests. Yeah. So they don't even know what what it really is. Yeah, no one knows the truth. Yeah, like you said, nobody knows what, what truth is. <laughs> but I do like that Ronnie is incredibly concerned that people are going to take his word and then pass it on. You go, no, Ronnie Chang said that this is exact science and this is what we're going to go by. And then the world changes because of what you said. Hey, B, that's how it happens, right? Yeah. Someone hears something and someone hears something else and they pass it on. And I, got, you oh, know. I got a TV show for you. Roddy, Ronnie, <laughs> changing the world. <laughs> People there's will a, love that. There's a little problem with it. Saying it is going to be good. I will say this, though. Your Netflix special was without question my favorite of the last, I don't know how many, Probably last year for sure. Yeah, that John's been going so on great. and on about. Oh, I have trouble. That's very kind of you. Guys, oh, it was, it was, you guys, I mean, you're right next to a legendary comic right there. So yeah, yeah. Well, the, Frankie, he so shouldn't true. say that about me, but uh, seven dollars. No, 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 no. No, but yeah, I, I watched that and I thought that's just how this art form's supposed to work. And it, I just oh, watched you, you killed kind. it. That was such a great special. And I, so I many was, of those seem thrown together to me, and so many are like kind of. I mean, a lot of people work really hard. That was just the epic well, I think perfect. a lot of people listen I think there's a we were talking about this off the air about a, a couple different people but what happens is people who've never really done stand-up comedy other than maybe for a, like some type of uh, open mic or something like that get famous on different types of social media yeah say they are stand-up comedians and the the it's kind of do you, do you remember there was a deal done in Montreal years ago the chicken deal for a guy named Michael Roof and it changed how everything was done in the Montreal Comedy Festival. So <laughs> Mitch Hedberg got this deal the year before for $250,000. They just gave him money. And somebody might correct me if I'm wrong on numbers and stuff like that. But Mitch told jokes. 
Yeah. And they didn't know what to do with him, but everybody started fighting over him and wanted to have him as their, uh, as the next guy. And as brilliant as he is, he didn't really write scripts. And he had a joke about that, like something to the effect of here, you can bake, now go farm. Some type (laughs) of thing like that. (laughs) So, um, he got this big deal, but then along came a guy named Michael Roof and nobody had seen him. Nobody, he was, he, he's, he's since passed away, but nobody had seen his act and he was, he was doing comedy in the South. He humped a chair that he just did all this crazy stuff, but he was in the new faces part of uh, Montreal. Montreal comedy festival and nobody could get in there. So all these network executives were bidding on him. They bid up to $500,000, I believe, plus some other perks on a guy they'd never really seen and just were going on the legend of him. Oh. And he had amazing confidence and he was a pretty good actor. He ended up being in Triple right. X and doing he was on a show with me too. Uh, we won't hold that against him. <laughs> the he got the WB deal and it was, you know, $500,000 to end up doing a TV show. But what they found out was that the, the the agents and managers were all screwing them over. They were doing this every year. They were creating a scenario where the, the uh, executives couldn't get in the room and then would have to bid without ever seeing everybody. Wow. <laughs> so that changed. Nobody started. They, they stopped giving these massive deals. They just used to throw money away and hope something would stick yeah. because then the way a development deal works is – you have to work off some of the money if a show gets made. If it doesn't, you just get to keep the yeah. money. All that changed because of the chicken deal, and he got, you know, like I said, five hundred thousand dollars, and uh, it became something. But people were like, "We didn't even know what he did." Yeah. So <laughs> why is it called the chicken? Because his name is Chicken. Story? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a story from comedy or is that a story from yeah. comedy? What you just described. I love also, I love how he also has a name for it, the chicken rule. Well, because like no, the chicken deal. It's like, because his yeah, name, the chicken deal. His yeah. name was Chicken. Like, he, his, oh. his name was Michael Roof, but his stage name was, was chicken. chicken. All right. Well, right I there. I guess that's important. Huh. That's worth story. 500 grand right there because you just know <laughs> the world's going to eat up a guy who calls himself yeah. chicken. Yeah. It's, but it got named after him like, you know, like bird rights or the yeah. tuck rule. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the got, tuck rule got, my ass. <laughs> yeah. Or that, Lou Gehrig's. <laughs> it's more like that. <laughs> it's like a, today, yeah. today, 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 today. <laughs> I'm the lucky, unluckiest man, 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 man. Yeah. Well, Frank, if it's any solace to you, it's gone the opposite way. No one's getting anything yes. anymore. Right? No, no those deal. deals. Nobody. But that's what happened. Is they figured out <laughs> right. that they were getting so screwed over yeah. the deals. Here's the other thing that uh, this is a little inside comedy, which I find that people really like about this stuff. The Montreal Comedy Festival used to be the place where everybody would go to to get those deals. Right. But there wasn't the internet, so nobody knew of all these people. Now. Yeah. It's pe- mm. everybody's been seen. It's just mm. seeing somebody in a live setting. And I remember one year this was uh, this was maybe 10 15 years ago it was odd, but Kevin Meany, I believe was oh. on the New Faces show. It was like somebody who <laughs> had been around years. for 25 years was on yeah. the New Faces show. That's how you know right. corrupt it's gotten and silly. But it's really about who your manager is and people. But again, it goes, it goes back to, to credit like Ronnie's special and what you've done and what really good comedians have done for a long time. People watch that. Idiots watch that and think it's easy because you guys make it look easy. It looks effortless. <laughs> and I do believe that there are people who get pigeonholed on the internet doing something funny and then people say, oh, that's a com- they're a comedian. Right. They've never been on stage and then they're kind of forced into this world of, oh my God, they think I do this. And then I think they get poor advice to say, get up on stage and do your thing. And it doesn't work. It's the same yeah. with yeah. radio and everything. But now they're that, giving them next Netflix yeah. specials. Yeah. yeah, well, and that's the scary part. Right. Yeah, they're just now they're doing that where people are actually getting. You, you made a great point, Ronnie. Give me a, in a second, but you made a great point to me. Is these network people are just throwing away, throwing money at things they don't understand yeah. on the internet, and going, it's going to probably work right. on TV or streaming. Because of the name. Having been on radio for 25 years, I've witnessed people who don't get how it works wanting to take credit for it. So they jump in and yeah. basically say, oh, I, I, was, I was part of this because it's great for their resume later when they were uh, somehow or another connected to the thing. So if you just keep throwing noodles at the wall and you hit the net, next Netflix gets a great special off a guy who did a video on YouTube and then it goes, you were the one who found them. 
So they just keep chucking it at that. And that's the scary part because there's so much to throw at right now. And yeah. Netflix mm-hmm. is doing it. But then mm-hmm. again, I can't get, I can only get seven bucks. Yeah, you got seven dollars. <laughs> not in Dubai. I do think, I mean, with stand up, you, you can't really fake the funk, right? Right. So, end of the day, like. The cream will rise. You know, well, not, not, not that the cream will rise. I mean, there's a lot of politics and luck and opportunity involved with rising. But I'm just saying, when you get a special, it's. It's yeah, right but have there. you seen some of the specials? You know, some, kind of of, some of the specials now, yeah, they are exposed. A lot of people, you see the special, and it's just people talking because they don't even have the jokes. Yeah. They're not at, yeah. the, at the. A lot of people. Yeah. I, I to be fair, the, also to be fair, also maybe some of those people are more. They're doing what they they do and what their fans like. Yeah, you know be, what I mean? so it's yeah very you're right. You're audience, right. You're, you're, you know? so you're, you're that, right about that. There's that too. Yeah, and the, and their fans are just idiots. So, <laughs> but, but, no, but, um, no, you're right. You're you're so, you're 100 right about that. I'm, so some I'm, people they're just doing, um, they're doing what they've always done, and they just have a very specific fan base, and you know. But back to John's point, I mean, what you just described about people not understanding what they're buying, yeah. or not understanding the internet and just trying to throw things on. I think that error. I feel like that era might be closing a little bit. I think we were in the wild west of the internet yeah. where people were getting really famous on YouTube and Vine and TikTok and whatever it is. Well, TikTok's still kind of going. but And then network TV execs would look at that and go, how do we use this, right? right. But I just feel like that, that generation of people who didn't understand the internet is kind of retiring and going out. That's and so true. the younger execs coming in, I think they... I, I think they're less likely to make such tremendous mistakes right. like the previous generation because they've grown up with the internet. They know like just because you're good at you know dancing in a silent video doesn't mean you can head a right. uh, whatever talk show. You know, so I think there's a little bit. <laughs> of it's that it's exactly what you know? Hedberg said. He he told jokes and they wanted him to write scripts. Yeah, and he had a great. He he wove it together into a fantastic joke that I'm not at the yeah. level of him to do. But I, I that's. That's what we see. And it's you talk about it in radio when you just talked about it a few minutes ago where people they don't know they people. So many people, a a, a consultant comes into a radio station and if they knew that much about what they were doing, they would probably be the producer or talent. They'd be the person. Right. Yet they're going and doing little jobs here and there. And the middle management at the radio station doesn't know what they're doing either so they can pin it on somebody else well the consultant said to do that that's why our ratings well are consultants down. always whittle you down into be quiet and play the music on a radio station or whatever <laughs> because they don't know so they assume that they, they buy time for their own jobs like i tried he doesn't get it play music until we find somebody else and they can start over so it's 12 months and then another 18 with a new group that he can build and when that fails he's gotten two years worth of money and he's got this going on in multiple cities so it's right. really a game. If you could imagine comedy consultants, like if Frank yeah, yeah. and Ronnie hired a guy who said, look, here's how this goes. I'm like, why don't you do it? And they would say, well, it's because I can see when you're making mistakes. You don't want second guessing in funny. No. And that's what they yeah. do. And, and I think they do that a lot with television and things like that, which is the death of network TV, yeah. is that they second guess themselves right out of a thing while the internet just blew by them. And now those guys well, are the ones scrambling for the next big thing. It's, it's also, it's podcasts, it's everything. People yeah. are doing exactly what they want to yep. from their own point of view as opposed to anything I've ever done on network television has gone through so many people that it's not the original idea. And and the, last, <laughs> the last deal I had, yeah. the last deal I had to do a sitcom was supposed to about, they said, do whatever you want. You, were, you, were, you can do whatever you want. And it started out with me doing a little bit about doing impressions in sports but it was all about me being at home, family person, and the that guy, the right. Frank Caliendo part. Slowly but surely, as it went along and the, th- through the phone calls with <laughs> Zex, it became all about doing impressions on the sports show and almost nothing about being at home. I'm like, that's not the phase I want to be in. Right. I want to be, who is Frank Caliendo? Who is this person? What's my point of view? Not, am I John Gruden or right. John Madden right now? Because they're all blurring together. Right. And they would write it so so quickly you couldn't even have beats for the phone. There was a whole thing, and I don't want to get into exactly what it was because it would have been just it would have destroyed me even now. But it was like, there was a flip. They, they wanted to shoot it at the last second. And they, they came and said, we're going to shoot this, but they, we didn't have the right guests. They're like, we're going to flip these other guests in. I'm like, no, this is written for <laughs> these guests. The way you want to do this, 100% can't be done. We have to start right. over. We have to start over. Ugh. 
And they they wanted to shoot it. I'm like, I can't. I just can't. And the writer got incredibly mad at me. I'm like, listen, this is important for me. This is me as myself. Yeah. And I, I've made enough money that I can go, I can't screw my story over because I can't. I probably right. won't be able to do that again. I might not be able to do it again now, right. but I won't be able to do it again for sure because it's going to be part of the show. <laughs> Your name's on the door. Yeah. Your name's on the door. And then when, when the thing goes under, everyone else can move on to the next thing and you're kind of stuck, you know, holding yep. it because you were, yeah, no, I totally get it. I've been in the same boat in Australia, you know, and it, 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 it really makes you like when people use your name and they muddy it and then they can just move on. They it's leave. Just like, yeah, they're not. I always say that to people, even in my small world in radio, when your name's on the show, people can't understand how different it is. We've been that, talking about this a lot lately. A ton, a ton lately, because you, you come to grips with that at a certain point in your career. You're like, no, no, no. I'm the only one who can't, that has to be here. Right. And it really stinks that you know, everybody yeah. else can be there and you want them there and everything else. But I'm really the only one that has to be there. And in mm. the end, that means success. I get a lot of the glory. But in failure, I get it all. Well, go back yeah, to you, when I used you're to- You're the coach. You're the, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. coach. Yeah, and yeah, also, exactly. also, it's like you, you get, it's, it's interesting how they want to use your name, meaning they want to use, use your profile- but they don't want to use your ideas, you know. That's right. the most infuriating yeah. of it. It's oh. like to go, oh, he's famous enough to put his name on the thing. We can get viewers. But then when you when you get, when you say this is what I want to talk about, they go, no, 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 you don't. Yeah, don't, we don't, know. don't tell us what you want. Yeah. Just put your name there and then just do what we, you know. Well, then, there were yeah, certain the there were certain people at Mad TV where they were disliked by writers or had somewhat of a a bad rep. And you'd say they were mean people. They were just bad people. And you get there, and they were super nice. They just defended themselves. Uh, yeah. And when you people who were and they were the best people. They were they were the best <laughs> the best, the best. No, they were definitely the best people on the show that I was on. And I'm going, wait, they're not bad people. Yeah. They're just doing what I'm too scared to do. Because I didn't, I yeah. didn't get it yet. I would just do. Ah, these writers know what they're right. doing, and some of them were great, but they don't always get. What you, your point? Mad TV was totally the wrong point of view for me. They would say, "Hey, we want to do uh, sketches for young teen boys," and I'm like, yeah. "I that I'm I'm a 30 year old guy. <laughs> I, I've got to play to myself right. and what my feeling of comedy is. If I'm selling out and trying to do that, it's like I got one of these on TikTok too. The other day, you got to do all younger impressions. I'm like, the number one impression on TikTok <laughs> is Donald Trump. Just so you know, yeah. number two is probably Barack Obama." Those aren't young people. Right. And if people could do a Biden, it would be Biden as well. So <laughs> work on that other stuff and uh, you know, work yeah. on those Avengers and people like that. But and I've been doing more and more of that, but the the people people come and s they come for those things they already know. They're, everybody does a Christopher Walken on TikTok. Right. That's the most hacky impression in the stand-up world, but everybody's doing yeah. this. And people go, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. but people eat even... up the vanilla ice cream. Right. And we've talked about this. It's like I, I always say, that, like we've talked about on the show, and uh, the Ellen situation to me is mind-blowing because so what if she's a hard-ass at work? Her name's on the show. Yeah. She's earned it for 40 years of busting her ass and going through in the 90s being the the poster child for gay and that wasn't an easy thing to do and she's broken down all sorts of things and people are like well uh, she's just awful to work for i'm like well then get another job yeah. <laughs> no one's holding a gun to your head to work for ellen but you certainly are taking advantage of the fact that ellen's on your resume nobody wants to be seen as a bad person especially right. with social media now because people will just come after you and tell you you're a horrific person so what and but <laughs> but, but no because it can be it can be detrimental to sure. your career that's why i mean you unless you're horrible and then you just realize they got me. I know that guy. They've they got, got me. me. And They're just saying, I better embrace this. Yeah, it's it, it's yeah. it's like, yeah. <laughs> Ronnie, how different is Australia? I was in Australia like twenty years ago, and I was taken by how the cities, maybe similar to America, the cities seemed just a tick behind the United States, but the the areas outside were twenty five years back. Uh. That's pretty accurate. The gap has gone smaller, but there's always a cultural delay for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of... Um, and they were open the, with know, a stranger. Like I'm from another... And I'm talking to like cabbies and waiters and stuff and, and zero, uh, you know, like a restrictor plate on telling me what they thought of Aborigines and what they thought uh, of people. Oh, yeah, from, that's I mean, awful. It was yeah, crazy. So... so no, John yeah, so, loved it. I had a great um, time with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is how I always talk about Australians. I'll say this publicly. My wife is Australian. I've been here for 10 years. 
Australia has always been good to me. I went to law school here. So this is coming from love and knowledge of Australia. I think the main difference is um, I always say like when you meet Americans, especially New Yorkers, which I know is kind of almost like a separate country to America, but I think New Yorkers in particular, horrible first impression, yeah. great follow-up. Right. So when you first meet a New Yorker, that first 20 seconds is so like uh, like Abrasive. horrible to the point of aggressive and this could become a fight um, <laughs> unless you, know, you meet somebody like, from you, boston you know, right oh then there yeah. if you've met somebody right, from even, boston yeah. then you're like ah these new york guys aren't yeah, so bad no follow-up yeah Sorry about that. exactly yeah so there's this the, the first impression for if you meet a new yorker is horrible right but then if you for some reason if you manage to talk to a new yorker for longer than two minutes for whatever reason if you manage to have an actual conversation for longer, more than two minutes you, you you'll become the best of friends they will, yeah. you know, they they literally will help you with anything. They'll bring, you know, they'll give you directions. They might even lend you money, whatever it is. Um, so horrible <laughs> first impression, yeah. great follow up. Australia, great first impression, yeah, horrible follow up. <laughs> That's the, so the, true. You, when you when you speak to Australians, the first five minutes, it's awesome. These guys are friendly. Yeah. Hey, mate, what's going on? You want beer? Everything's all right. You know, everything's great. They're super friendly. Everything's yeah. chill. And then if you longer than five minutes, oh, they start revealing. It was amazing. Are they That's kind of so like, accurate. are they kind of like kangaroos where they look really cool? And then if you get yeah. close to them, <laughs> yeah, but they can't go backwards. Yeah. It's really, no, I mean, the, the first five minutes, super friendly. But then, you know, if you delve deep into that psychology, they start revealing so some pretty horrible thoughts to about prove people, you know? Ronnie 100% correct. My first day in Australia, I get into a cab and I have to go down. And ask a couple of questions about uh, the the things that switch out your electronics, the little adapters, because I didn't realize that they were different. So I had to go buy a bunch of those. So I get into a cab with a guy, and he goes, uh, good eye. I, I come on in. And he sit in the car, and he goes, uh, it's great. You're from America. Thanks for coming out here. Hope you enjoy our country. And it was amazing. And I said, well, what can I do to, uh, to not offend you as an American? What do we do normally as tourists that you hate? And he goes, well, you in particular can stop by uh, – Maybe not wearing so much scented soaps and flowery cologne. <laughs> and I said, what? And he goes, all Americans, you stink. And I'm like, excuse me? And he goes, hey, you got shampoo that smells some way. Deodorant smells another way. Your soap smells a different way. You throw cologne on top of it, and I can barely breathe. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, there's some more. And then I asked him to see. Uh, I haven't seen a kangaroo. And I'm like, where do you think? He goes, you want to see one? I'll take you. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And he turns the cab around. We drive, and he goes, there he is right there. And I'm like, I don't see anything. He goes, get out of the car. <laughs> and I get out of the car, and there's a dead kangaroo. And he goes, I hit him last night. <laughs> Wait, where the heck were you? Well, it was between uh, uh, Cairns and, like, some small city or some oh, resort. Okay. So I was, like, 20 minutes out of Cairns on the beach and then went back to the city. And this guy right. was just, like, wide open about everything. Do you think uh, – right. are all Australians like that, or is this a really weird – situation john was in no I, I, look what was what we can you know over generalizing yeah. for sure just the way we over generalize about americans and there's lots right. of great people here yeah but there's a lot of um you know the the there's a lot of country towns in yeah. australia just like america um there's a lot of uh uh people who are um who have somewhat backwards views yeah on the world just like anywhere else you know um and uh you know the, the the international persona is very friendly, yeah, right, and rightfully so. But then you know, there's, there's a dark side to it. Don't you know, a lot of a people use Australia as examples for how America should be? I feel like that I, it was. It's yeah. an amazing place. Don't get me wrong. I, I that was the best two weeks, two and a half weeks of my life. Yeah. I thought that was so a let, little time. Yeah, I'll tell you what Australia does right. Like, I I was here for the last four months, and that first week when where the world was ending. I, I I had a cough. I was getting a little worried, so I just went downstairs to go go de- go get tested. It was like you know fifty bucks. I got the test results in twenty four hours, and um once they once they figured out this was during the peak of uncertainty, right? And then once they figured out what was going on, the testing became even easier. You know, it became free. Wow. So they do they 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 take um Australia does healthcare really well. They free education um and. Very um uh they they take care of people here you know how big is, how many people are in Australia that would be my first question it's uh, like not it's I think it's, it's like thirty million yeah it's like yeah, 30, thirty million it's like size of yeah. California so it's much smaller yeah but it's all coastal yeah. like and that's the thing I think that surprises someone from America is that our coastal towns tend to be uh very similar in that they're um I don't know more uh 
progressive in a way. And then you, have, you always think like, oh, the, the yeah. smaller backwoods cities and stuff. But that place is all coastal. So you go and you're at these beautiful yeah, resorts yeah, with some true. very strange, like, backwards type behavior. I think it just takes you by surprise in the smaller mm. cities. Sydney mm. was one of the greatest places I've ever been. That was just yeah, unreal. Yeah. Did you manage to make it to Melbourne? No, we didn't get to go to Melbourne. That was supposed go, go. to be the last week, yeah. but things got screwed what's, up. What's it like yeah. there right now? People are all masked up, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, so it's different in different cities. I, I just came from Sydney where, to be honest, things are pretty relaxed. I mean, almost too relaxed a little bit. No, no masks are not mandatory. Um, maybe half the people are wearing masks by choice. People are still eating in restaurants. Okay. You know, it's how, fu- so, how so, full so, are the restaurants? Are they f- they're half capacity or? There- uh, I mean, I, I, I think the official rule is supposed to be 50 percent, but. I mean, you know, a lot of these, they're, they're more, you know, I, I think they're exceeding it. So there's not a lot of fear or maybe people have gone over the fear a little bit. And in Melbourne, it's a different story. I'm in Melbourne, Australia right now. And um, it's uh, it was declared a state of disaster, which is worse than a state of emergency. And all that means is that we, we're just locked down. So everyone has to stay at home and you can go out for a walk, but you can't leave. Like you can't exceed five kilometers past your house so there's like a radius and no one's you know no, no one's, one's like it. it's not it, it's not like police on the street p- patrolling it's just everyone just stay at home basically are people good so about it there it people are pretty good about it feels like people uh comply yeah it's yeah, not people like are pretty good but just like in america there's people who are you know angry and rebelling against the system a little bit and like you know ca- calling you know calling conspiracy theories right. and all that stuff and you know i find it interesting that we talked about millennials being soft. We've basically been shitting on millennials for maybe <laughs> 10 years now. And then lo and behold, look at, you know, who everyone's complaining. It's yeah. not like, it's not like Gen X and boomers are like, yeah, just tell me, we'll just, you know, we'll ride it out. Wear a mask. Everyone's complaining. So yeah. I, I love this talk of the last 10 years of everyone shitting on millennials. And it was like, well, you guys, it, yeah. you guys can prove how tough you are during a pandemic, and it's not like you guys, your generation, is doing any better. You know? Yeah, the best thing that came at us uh, right off the bat, though, was when millennials fought back for the first time with all the shitting on them in like oh. ten years when they named it the Boomer Remover. <laughs> I mean, they just—they took no time to say, you know what, good <laughs> f them, and they just attacked immediately and named it, named this awful thing, right. just to, right. killing their but, grandparents. I mean, you guys have been, you guys have been really nice and not, not. Um, talking politics on this podcast, so I don't want to get into it. But wh- one thing I will say is that um, I do really wish that Americans would spend like like six months traveling, like, come to Australia or go to like another Western country, and they can see that you can you can uh, you you can have healthcare and education yeah. and it's not communism it's white people doing it here <laughs> it's you know it, and and they have capitalism you can go and make money and you can be a complete douchebag in the stock market but you you there's still they uh, that's one thing you know i just talked a bunch of shit about australian personality but they do they do take care of people here the public healthcare yeah. system here is really good are the you know, taxes see, how are the ta- i just always question high taxes high yeah, taxes super high yeah High yeah. taxes, so that's the downside. And look, I know, I get it. I'm, I'm not gonna tell two Arizona guys. I'm you just saying. No, it, hey, there was free health care. Well, keep here. talking, Ronnie. Good, Go man. on. Listen, I, I always <laughs> it was pretty good. I, I, I can. I, I talked to. I actually texted back and forth, or messaged back and forth with Andrew Yang because I really like. Oh Andrew yeah, Yang. yeah. I, yeah. I, I find him intriguing. I don't understand everything that he has <laughs> no to one say. Understands yeah. I can't. Any, I can't. Yeah. But I find him highly intelligent. I find it like like Elon Musk, uh, that that type of person where I go, I, I don't know, I can't think on the same level. Just if he could break it down for me a little bit, and I try and read some stuff, but I even have trouble with that. Um, but I, he, he's one of those guys. Uh, where was I going with that? Um, uh, taxes. Yeah, but like, but you know, he's got all these ideas, and it it all comes back and works itself we're we're spending the money anyways yeah. i don't know i try to learn i just can't get my mind around it because it's, it's not complicated it's not it's what complicated said yeah. the lawyer who went to school in yeah, yeah exactly yeah no america yeah. look there's a lot of money being wasted in 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 healthcare in america you know because we got inefficient systems right in in america yeah. whereas a country like australia where they're able to harness and Singapore, like I come from Singapore and Australia, two countries where it just makes sense that if you 
you pay your taxes and then the government has a, a national healthcare system that you can just, if you're sick or injured, you can just walk into the hospital, you get treatment. If something horrible is happening to you that is requires ongoing treatment, they cover that too. You know, it's just like, and then no one has to worry about it and then we just get on with our lives. Just, just seems crazy. More. Just I, seems absolutely crazy. Well, I, I do think- <laughs> doesn't it as an American, you're like, that doesn't, that can't work. Yeah. Our way, yeah. and we, we defend our way, but it's like there's, and yeah. then we print trillions of dollars to get out of this to help people. Right, does it end up yeah. just costing more? Right, it's going to cost us long- I, Listen, I, I, I don't understand it in question. Yeah. That's why I've stepped out of even trying to tell some people one way or the other. I just I'm go, sorry for bringing it up. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we talk about that stuff. We, I love talking about this kind of stuff because it's, it's yeah. interesting to find out how it works. I, yeah. I, um, I, I go back and forth, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those that thinks, you know, communism's going to take over or something like that, but I do worry about little bits of things um, here and there. I don't know. Give an inch, take a mile. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I just yeah. see what there was a, there was this um, super conservative professor. I didn't even know who he was, but I was doing a corporate event in Florida and I talked to him and his name was like Finch or something like that. Finchberg or somebody, but he was an agricultural guy and super conservative. And it was during the Obama presidency and he had president Obama's ear. And he was one of the people that would talk to president Obama and uh, about, I think agricultural, you know, stuff. Right. Um, and he, he said, listen, as a, as he was super conservative, he said, listen, I'm not against spending money for things we need to spend money on. The problem is that we waste so much money spending on things, spending money on the same thing, five different ways. Yes. Yes. We're just so inefficient that you have to start over. And yeah, it's yeah. never going to happen. He was one of those guys that could go back in history and say, well, this happened because of the Democrats. But then this happened because the Democrats were reacting to the Republicans. But the Republicans right. were reacting to the de- – and so he went back and forth and said, here's history bouncing back and forth to why yeah. we need – it was just Band-Aid after Band-Aid by yeah. both groups. Right. And I think you're completely fair in everything you're saying. So I don't think that's yeah. – yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, look, I, another perspective. I think that's why you brought me on the show because, I, I mean, I hopefully give people – a little different perspective. I grew up in Singapore. Singapore is a super conservative country. I grew up like very conservative society. They put people to death for drugs. If you have drugs on you, they just put you to death. That's not even a joke. They, they straight up do that. That's how conservative they are. Everyone accepts that. So that, you know, it's a pretty conservative place. There's a lot of personal responsibility. And even they have free healthcare and free education. <laughs> even these guys who are putting people to death for weed are like, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta take care of people. Do you think yeah, you gotta take care of people? Yeah. Both of those, so, uh, or at least uh, Singapore would be yeah. uh, very similar people, similar religion, similar uh, backgrounds. Is that... Is that? Um, yeah, it's multicultural society. It is multicultural. Chinese. It is multicultural. Yeah, it's Malay people, Indian people, and Chinese people. Chinese people are the majority for sure. But um, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm not, I'm not trying to come at this from a, the typical look at how dumb Americans are. Why no, can't no. you do this? I'm just saying, look at, look at how good this system could be. I mean, right. it's you know, it's not something to be scared of. I right. think. Well, but we do have that as a as a culture that uh, if we give a little, it's losing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think there's mm-hmm. that aspect. It's like, a game because yeah, yeah. everything's a game here. I compromise think is compromise has somehow turned into weakness, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. where we really kind of. Well, it's not. Even, I I don't even believe compromise is always the way because sometimes comp- you, you can compromise in different ways. Like we'll give you this, we get this, not on the same issue. Because right. if you go halfway, sometimes it doesn't it's, it's do anything. It's bad for both. Yeah, yeah. But I think honestly, the way to solve it uh, is every every American should spend six months in Australia or a yeah. year and just see white people doing socialism. <laughs> Honestly, it, it, and then it, they won't be, it won't become like this whole communist thing. It's not even socialism. It's just healthcare and education yeah. because um, I like a great example. I don't know how much to do. Man, this is do it. Okay. So, so my, uh, when I was in Australia, it was, um, you know, as an international student, even, no, sorry, sorry. So uh, I, I came and began to explain how awesome it is to be able to go to the hospital when you're sick and not worry about can I afford what's yeah. going to happen to me? You know what I mean? Like that is a, that in Australia, that's not even a, it's not a people, thought. And, and yeah, and in America, I keep hearing about people who have knee root canals and they can't go see the dentist because they're, they're worried they can't afford it, you know? And I was a student in Australia and we, you know, I remember so many, so many dumb injuries 
where we got rushed into the emergency <laughs> room and it, and it wasn't like the end of the world to 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 go there you know um uh and my my father-in-law he unfortunately he was um in a car accident a, a drunk driver crashed into his car thankfully he was okay and the other guy was okay as well but he um my father-in-law got sent to hospital and what happens in victoria which is the state in australia is that every year drivers pay like i think 100 bucks a year or something like that it goes into this central fund for all drivers and what that means is that if any if you have if you get hospitalized for any reason during a car ride that fund covers it and all you need to do is you call one number and the wow. the guy picks up you know the guy finds out who it is and they handle all the admin and that's it and you can just focus on recovery you're not there filling in paperwork and uh, so you know let me ask you this this $100 you're moving there. A year. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I love it. Uh, get, get a cab. Become a cabbie. Yeah, be cabbie. I know how to talk to you. <laughs> and I um, won't wear as much deodorant. It's a hundred dollars, and that's everybody, like every single everybody. person, or some people in, in in the state of Victoria. Everyone, if you if you own a car, it's part of like your road tax. Okay, so if you own basically. a car, that's where. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some people, and um, I'm butchering this example, and someone will be like, "Well, it's 153 dollars, something dumb like that." But yeah. you get the general idea. It's, it's an amount. Pays a little bit. Yeah. See, I feel. Then- I feel like what here that would become that's a regressive tax because if you don't have a lot of money, right. you're paying the same. That's the argument that always gets made. Um, some people right. can't afford even the 150. Yeah, so but they can afford the right, car. Right, I mean, right. it's so. Right. That's that's what it becomes here, I think. Well, that's why I loved your mm-hmm. special so much is cuz a lot of the stuff you talked about was how spoiled we are here. The, the napkin thing was so brilliant. I know no comedian likes to talk about their act as facts and stuff, but that was just such a, an eye-opening thing when you McDonald's you reach in and you get a billion napkins and we just take for <laughs> granted how much waste and silliness that we have here. And how, you know, you just reach your hand out, hit a button, and the next thing you know, whatever you just hit on your computer is delivered to you that day. And we do. We take for granted how easy it is to be alive right now. And yeah. How, how hey, you know, and that's the thing. America is, like, so advanced in, in you know, that's why, you, you know, that's another reason why you said when you went to Australia, you felt there was a huge culture gap, right? Yeah. It's more, it's not, it's not, obviously, it's part, part of it is because other countries are a little backwards but probably it's because america is so cutting edge yeah. that's so in the forefront of culture music you know uh, you know uh, uh, the way they express themselves uh creatively yeah. the way they film things everything is very cutting edge podcasting it's always america's always at the forefront yeah. so it's always very surprising when you know you go like healthcare is not yeah. you that's know one they didn't the figure this out yeah. yeah it's almost like more disappointing cuz you're like damn yeah. This, this place well, I think, has I, the answers. I think there like was, when we need healthcare, we go to America for for like doctors go to America to learn how to be doctors. Like surgery equipment is invented in America, and then when it comes to using it on people, it's always like so weird. Like what? How how is this not? You know? Yeah. The place we go to to train our doctors, and the place we go to to invent so- medical solutions can't use I had, it I had on a its own people. similar conversation with somebody the other day about that, too, because somebody was, like, waving the flag around. And it, it dawned on me, again, like being kind of stupid with the whole thing, and I don't know. But they said, notice that all these countries that have uh, their own health care are relying on us to come up with a vaccine. And that's because we have, you know, the free. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even know if other countries are trying to come up with a vaccine. And, and, and that, that made me feel so like Russia, Zion- Russia has one. Yeah, but oh, I know, but we won't use it. But like, it's such a Zionistic kind of like thing to say. I didn't even think other countries were working on it. I just assumed they were on their knees waiting for us because that's how it's presented here. And I'm like, of course, Europe's working on a vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Australia's working on it. Yeah. Singapore's well, we, working we on it. But we never so, hear that. We are so narcissistic. It's and, that, and, that's, are, and, and I'm guilty of it. I, yeah. I, when he said that, I'm like, other countries are working on a vaccine. They're not. We're not. Not we're as not, well as us. Right. And that was kind of the basic point. He was trying to say that, oh, you know, socialized medicine, they can't even afford to work on it. We've, and I'm like, I they're working on it. And it <laughs> took me a second to get that in Singapore, my head. Singapore, they're going to kill them if they don't. And it's right. They give, them, <laughs> they give them weed and then they trap them and get them out of there. It's smart. <laughs> it's a smart way. Well, yeah, but yeah. It's a, we're very, very self-centered in. In almost a, our healthiest aspect, and then the thing that holds us back. Well, listen, Ronnie. The, it's always the freedom argument, right? The freedom to mm. do it. That's what America's. And I get. I, I, I my brain goes to that sometimes too of the freedom. But I think people were a lot more civil with each other and a lot more respectful yeah. to each other. 
Um, and there are exceptions because if you look at the way, you know, uh, you know, any minority group would have been treated in this country at certain years, it's, I guess I'm talking for white people, right? but there, there, there was more of a civility between people. Now it's, people will just come up to each other and say terrible things. And it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a meet like Twitter. What happened was I still believe this. People think it's Trump. I, I, I don't think Trump, I think Trump aided it and was part of it, no. but I uh. don't think it became, I think social media being anonymous, you could just say whatever you wanted to somebody else without ever having to feel the repercussions yeah. tr- honestly from them. Uh, because mm. you didn't have to, to keyboard muscles. The eyes. You yeah. Some keyboard mm. muscles. You, that found its way into everyday life. I said Twitter to me was, and you talked about New Yorkers earlier on. When you go to New York, somebody from the East Coast, you could bump into somebody in Times Square or you're walking you're walking around and people, that's a human Twitter feed. Everybody's just bumping in. Nobody cares that they're hitting each other. It doesn't matter. And you go yeah. on because it's too fast and everything keeps going. But that's the way life is now. Yeah. And it went from that to, tw- and it became what Twitter was and is. And now people... Use that. And that's why I stopped Twitter for almost ten years. Is I was saying things on Twitter just to get followers and and yeah, uh, and gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found yeah. myself doing it in real life and said, "I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I'm right. all I'm doing is ripping people." And that's my yeah, yeah. the first thing my brain goes to. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. I that I I just think social media as much as I'm whoring myself on it right now. And we talked about this. <laughs> No, oh, really, because yeah. you have to for the. I wouldn't do it if I wasn't in the entertainment business at all. I just no. Be away I agree from with it. you. I agree with you. I. I mean, I deleted Twitter over the last four months, uh, and I've uh, never been happier. Yeah. I deleted yeah. it. Isn't it funny? I though? deleted it off my phone. I stopped looking at it because I've been doing TikTok, and I don't watch a lot of TikTok. I just yeah. think of stupid videos to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm. I am. I. I because I. I'm I'm a middle of the road political person. I want to hear different ideas. I like I listen to what you had to say there. I I go yeah. that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You're putting it in a yeah. you know uh in a perspective that I can understand. I I yeah. don't think I think the problem here is there'll be so much would be so much pushback which is what you're saying yeah. of that freedom thing when people don't even understand we're spending the money anyways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just spent on the back door. But you say about social media, and entertainers always say this, and they always say, "I have to." if I didn't have to do this for my job as a comedian yes. or whatever, I wouldn't. Yes. But yes. then explain everyone else. Because you ask anybody, ask a banker, why do you have Twitter? Oh, I do it because they always have because a thing. Because it makes them believe they're in entertainment. Exactly. But they yeah, always yeah, have a yeah. thing that makes it's, – it's the drug of the entire thing. Yes. That yes, you'll yes, you'll yes. convince yourself that whatever reason you're using it for, you yeah. wouldn't do it if you didn't have to. But yeah, people yeah. do it because yeah. but John, they want to. But John, also – no one I know who is a real human being is on Twitter. <laughs> is None of my true? friends on Twitter. No one I went to law school not. Not, like no one's on it. Yeah. And one of the big problems with Frank you're describing is that we keep reporting Twitter as news. That's a huge yeah, problem right. as well. That's huge. These news stations keep going like they they keep quoting tweets whether it's from verified or not, and they go, "This is what people are thinking." And it's like that's not what people are thinking. Right. That's just what some psychos who want to be anonymous on the, on the internet are thinking. You know. Yeah. So I think reporting Twitter as news is a huge problem, regardless of political well, angle. I'm just saying. No, I think using I, that source is bad. I think and on also, Twitter you see. I'm sorry. I keep going. Go ahead. Oh no, and also the other thing is yes, there's a lot of psychos on Twitter, a lot of trolls, a lot of keyboard muscle bound yeah. men, as yeah. John said. But there's also a lot of it's all a lot of like fake Russian and uh, foreign government trolls Bots. just on the yeah. internet trying to get a reaction. And the moment you feel angry, they've already kind of won. So it, being on Twitter is a constant kind of Zen battle where you have to keep convincing yourself that you're not angry and you don't care, and then it's slowly seeping in. And then like, why fight this battle every single day? You know? Yeah. Well, I, the only reason I was on Twitter. Well, and I, I've been off it quite a bit lately. I was just putting videos up. I don't read anything going through because it, I found it just drove me too crazy. It was either yeah. far left, far right, and stuff that I would go, I can't relate. Yeah, people to, want know. to blame Trump, but you're right. Remember, it was uh, when it when it was invented it was like 2008 and nine. And the thanks a lot Obama tweets were pretty quick to the trigger of everybody making it tribal and political very fast. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but I think when the president is the guy who's like known the most for it yeah. is an issue because oh. I, I don't even think he should be around. Like, but I'm only here for the entertainment. The simulation's been broken for several years. I don't care anymore. And I'm only here for the laugh. So, if, <laughs> I, I, look, there's nothing that will keep me like more insane than trying to follow along with everything seriously. 
I'm done with that. Yeah. Like, I'm just rooting. I'm <laughs> we just talked about the next hilarious week, thing. Uh, kind of on that, in a, a parallel to that, we talked about this a little bit last week, too, Ronnie, with J.L. Calvin. Have you ever, Covan, have you ever seen uh, his Trump impression? It's the best Trump. It's the best it's incredible. Trump impression. It's incredible. He's the guy that everybody's, you know, that. They they might even use him for a debate, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, debate practice. But comedy seems to have gone so far backwards for the most part. People are throwing pies in each other's faces right. <laughs> on, uh, you know, t- uh, TikTok and Instagram. That's yeah. that's what, people are doing things now, like ordering a pizza as. Um, <laughs> You know, Trump or Biden or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever people are yeah, doing. Yeah. People want me. I'm like, I, I, I stoop to doing some answering machine messages for vague just to get followers. But the people like order a pizza is John Gruden. I'm like, I can't go that. I can't because it's no longer presentational. It's completely embarrassing. And like the lowest yeah. level of comedy, dance booze hound, and they yeah. throw you a nickel. Yeah, yeah. I just but you made seven bucks today, so I mean, is it that embarrassing? <laughs> and that that really was yeah. the organ grinder. Yeah, and we were the monkeys. Oh, you? Uh, no, you did. I was you, in on it. You forced me. You, you made me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my social. yeah. I got you know. But I think that's the constant battle, right, between doing something that you know will get you a lot of. Uh, to be to be frank, something hacky that will get you a lot of. Uh, attention and fans and kind of you know biding your time and picking your moments and working on stuff and then elevating it and then maybe hitting a smaller audience but something that you appreciate yeah. and people who like you also appreciate you know that's always been the constant battle right yeah throughout yep. throughout yeah. show business i mean now it's going a lot faster a lot bigger but are they doing I mean, comedy in australia right now or are they doing stand-up or anything i actually did one gig over the pandemic and it was uh it went okay it felt like it was rusty as as hell you know trying to jump on stage and doing these jokes um and uh it was way too crowded i was like this is a bad idea yeah. and well, then, well, we were supposed to do uh, something right yeah. as it was breaking and john and i called each other and we're like i don't think to a crowd should. that was right when everything yeah. got crazy again but yeah it's weird does yeah. the audience seem rusty or are they starving uh, they was they were starving a little, yeah. so that's some good news. And and uh, so meaning they 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 packed it out, you know. And yeah. it was just like a essentially it was kind of like a open mic night, and oh, they no still kidding. packed it out. So people really want to get out and watch comedy again, which is good. And you're still doing I mean, open very, mics, Ronnie. You need to stop that. No, I'll, I'll do that's anything, the TikTok man. of the comedy stage. world. Man. I'll do any stage. I'll, I'll even do this podcast. <laughs> um, like, like um, I, 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 you know, we, we. I assume, looking at by your judging by the room you're in right now, I assume we are all very in a very privileged position to kind of not be worried about day to day lives, health or financial, and because of that, I think I'm able to say this, which it, again, very privileged position. But I do feel like taking a year off from creating comedy or content stand-up like make them miss it a little you yeah know? yeah it might true. be a good thing get people to miss hey, it I've, a little bit i've said i've found so many things i've spent more time with my family i've spent <laughs> i've done i've had more conversations some of it has driven things me you would little, never have done otherwise yeah. I, i've seen my kids a lot i've talked to my wife a lot i haven't yeah. traveled and been tired of you know going back and forth in places and going oh, i gotta get on another plane um, yeah. It can rejuvenate you a little bit. It yeah. can start yeah. you over. But also, yeah. also the audiences, let them miss comedy a yeah, little no, no, bit. No, no, yeah. no. No, it's a great yeah. point. Well, yeah. Ronnie, uh, the last question for you um, before Please. we get going. Are you in your uh, a house there? Are you in a hotel? Where are you right now? Oh, so I uh, I was in a hotel in Sydney. And then when I came to Melbourne, I, I essentially came to Melbourne to spend some time with my in-laws. So I've just is your wife all right right now? How is she? Is, you, are you we two for her? two? Yeah, she's laying in bed with some exhaustion. No, it's, she's good. She's really good. She, uh, there, really so. appreciate. She says, "Hey, hi to you, Frank. Thanks for saving." <laughs> that's a, life that's and, all I want. That's all I want. That's what this yeah, whole yeah, podcast yeah. was about. I'm surprised yeah, she yeah. remembers with that uh, brain disorder. <laughs> oh no, that you no, gave no, her no, no, no! Letting her no, soak herself in the sun. There's pamphlets. Terrifying. You got anything coming up, Ronnie? No. Then you can talk about. No, we will be at JFK uh, in a week. Uh, if, if you're walking if, around if in JFK, anyone, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, everyone just stay safe out there. You know, that's that's my only. But plug. you have the Netflix special safe. out right now. Sure, Netflix awesome. special. Watch uh, it. I, got, I mean, I postponed my tour to next year, so 
check it out uh 2021 if you're in any yeah. of the states i'm going to but, uh, <laughs> mainly uh mainly i just hope everyone stays safe and yeah. um and gets through this you know mentally and financially and yeah, yeah. i know there's a there's a lot going on right now so and we're gonna you have and we're gonna cut that honestly part. if you have not watched that special and you like funny it's it's yeah it's, he I, it's I have trouble watching tier. stand up comedy upper but I, I've been telling you the whole time like, you gotta watch this because it's it is it's just it's top tier stuff it's fantastic not to kiss your no, ass very completely. kind it's and, really and no I I mean you you know you've been hanging around comics for a long time and you you know your comedy so if you know oh, coming from awesome. you that means yeah. a lot no, thank you. and and I mean I always considered myself like uh, or at least I try I strive for my comedy to be you know to to um, resonate with as many people as possible. I'm glad it resonated with you, you know, on paper, great. you know, not, not my demographic, but I'm not, I, mean, not, I, I would love, what would I, you I would consider your demographic like you. that was racist for some reason? Was that bald guys? <laughs> no, what? I don't, I don't even want the demographic I have on paper. So, so, um, so I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad it, it, you know, because it's a very kind of, um, I, I I don't know if it's what. You, anyway, look, I'm I'm glad someone. <laughs> it, no, it, I want to get sense. into this. Was, What's your demographic? Yeah, it was insightful. <laughs> it was smart. It was funny. It was uh, personal. You. It had everything. I don't know. Yeah, I don't thank know you. that there's a demographic that targets outside of just people. No, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. That's what, and that's what I was hoping for. Yeah, that's funny works. Doesn't matter how Quit old you're trying to target specific groups. But evidently, us bald whites are not supposed to watch Ronnie. <laughs> I thought you were Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's the yeah, end. Yeah, nope, no. that's the end of the podcast right there. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thanks, awesome, thanks. awesome yeah, stuff. Thank Unbelievable. You. Funny as always. Thanks, Thank you so much, uh, Ronnie Chang. Funny person, greater, better human being than us. That's true. <laughs> Get good health care, too. And we're done. Yeah. Nice job. Ronnie, thank okay. you, man. That was great. Really awesome. Thank you, man. No, you guys are the best, man. I, you know, Thanks for having me on, and thanks for... Talking so calmly and not trying to nail me on things. And- Never. And <laughs> no more storm clouds. Anyway, I'm, I'm all about hearing different. I mean, I don't I don't think. I think everything you said made sense. And now you're going to second guess every time you text Frank because you end up on this damn show. No. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize I was pitching myself for his podcast. When I said, hey, are you still alive? Uh, <laughs> That's you know, enough for me. Best, That's enough for me. All I need is a, your foot in the door and I'll open it all the way. Yeah. Ronnie was just looking for real No, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are okay. Uh, hopefully see you guys soon. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, you be safe. Say hello to your wife for me. Yeah, yeah we'll do. Take care, guys. Thank, Thank you, man. You. Have a good one. Yeah.